get this recording going here. Just a short little melody thing. I just I just put some music on. I thought you might enjoy listening to it while you wait. I trust you all can hear me okay and that you could hear the music okay. Uh, please let me know in chat if you weren't able to hear everything uh, in case I didn't set it up correctly or something, which is possible. Okay, let's see here. Let me stop sharing that. And you guys have got your video on, like Rose, you should turn your video off. You don't want to be recorded here. Okay. Let's see here. Got more people coming in. Okie dokie. Hold on one second here. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> well, um, Let's let's get my video going here. I'm actually alive. However, I do have COVID. I just found out on Saturday. And it's not too bad so far. <clears throat> I watched the Super Bowl yesterday without any, uh, you know, it had a lot of energy. I felt a little bit, uh, a little bit worse this morning. Uh, but overall, pretty good. Okay. I'm not bragging about it. People that brag about how well they handle COVID, they get worse COVID. <laughs> so I'm not going to brag about COVID. Uh, <clears throat> I guess it was bound to happen sooner or later because my son goes to daycare where there's lots of children. Well, there's actually about five. But, you know, it just gets around so quickly uh, when somebody has COVID. It gets around quickly. So it got back to me. I think my son had it and then my wife had it. She took care of it pretty quickly. So let me share this screen here because I want to talk about something for a minute. Do -do. Bingo right there. Uh, I wanted, somebody reminded me that there's a, yes, thank you, Tanya. I appreciate it. Um, somebody reminded me that, <clears throat> that we're having, the U.S. is having a Pluto return, and that a lot of people are talking about it online. And I can just imagine what some of these amateur astrologers might be saying about the U.S.'s Pluto return. So I just wanted to clarify a little bit for any of you who might be concerned about the Pluto return that we're having in this country. First of all, we don't really know what the exact birthday of the U.S. is. We're using July 4th, 1776, but I've heard that Vedic astrologers have a different date that they find is more accurate, but I don't remember what that was, so I don't have that up here. But honestly, it wouldn't make much of a difference in terms of Pluto because Pluto moves so slowly that at that time, uh, it, no matter if you were like a few weeks away, it would be in the same exact position. So um, 
as far as Pluto goes, it doesn't matter. Now, Pluto return means that it's come all the way around your chart and come back to where it was when you were born. Okay, that's what it means. And you can see that this is this is out, this outer chart is where the planets are today. And the inner chart is where they were in July 4th, 1776. So you can see that Pluto here is 27 degrees, 30, 23 minutes. And here it's 27 degrees, 34 minutes. So if this is actually the, the chart of the US, then the US is absolutely having a Pluto return. So Pluto has gotten a really bad rap among amateur astrologers. Everybody thinks that Pluto transits are horrible, but that's not true. Now, a Pluto square and perhaps even an opposition aspect could, could cause death. It could be the, the, not that it causes death, but it could be the sign that there will be death in your life, okay? But Pluto going over your planets, just crossing over them like they are right, right now, Pluto's going over natal Pluto. That's not going to be bad at all unless, unless this natal Pluto squares something in the natal chart. Okay. So in the U.S. chart, it does not square anything. Okay. It does oppose Mercury. It does oppose Mercury if I... Uh, I don't know if you all, I don't know if you guys can see this, but but it's kind of a wide opposition. It's like five degrees, so it's there, but it's not super strong. If again, if this is indeed the chart of the U.S., you know, uh, I just use Asheville, but it didn't really matter because it wouldn't matter where you are on the East Coast at that time. It would be the same chart. <clears throat> Now the rising sign would be different depending on what time of day you choose for it. I just choose sunrise, chose sunrise. Okay. So natal Pluto in the US's chart doesn't square anything. It does oppose Mercury, but that's not something that would cause a war or something like this. Now, everybody happens, if you're not, unless you're completely not paying attention, then you know that we are very close to getting into a war um, in the Ukraine, uh, Russia, Vladimir Putin. It's so interesting. Vladimir Putin and the leader of China, Xi Jinping, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I'm not really sure. Uh, they're both two of diamonds. Isn't that interesting? And two of diamonds are known to be, especially in positions of power like this, they're known to be incredible liars. Just everything out of their mouth is a lie. And they're very calculating, super smart. And it's very difficult to find out really what they're up to sometimes, what their motive is. Now, Xi Jinping, uh, China's leader, China's a different situation than Russia. Russia has, has basically become like uh, a dictatorship. He's preventing anybody from running against him. In every election, he like puts everybody in jail who's opposing him. Anybody who writes bad things about him, they have they they kill him. Uh, Putin just has him murdered. They poison him usually. Uh, it's or they put him in jail. It's a dictatorship. Russia has unfortunately become a dictatorship ran by a crazy person named Vladimir Putin, who who is super calculating, super intelligent, and never telling the truth, okay? So that he wants to take over the Ukraine. He's trying to find a good reason. He's trying to find, make it like some reason like we're threatening him. Nobody's threatening him, but he wants to find a reason that he can that he can use as, you know, the media, for the media for taking over the Ukraine. And, and this is going to be a big deal because if that does happen, uh, Russia supplies gas to almost all of Europe the natural gas for heat and everything. So if we get into a big tussle with Russia, all of Europe is not going to have natural gas because he'll just cut them off, uh, for most likely. And then we'll have to supply them with natural gas because we have a lot, okay, which means our gas prices are going to go up. The stock market and all these cryptocurrencies mania could all crash 
if there was a war in Ukraine with Russia, uh, because markets hate wars, markets hate that kind of stuff. Okay. So, you know, you, you could look at the U.S. chart and go, oh, well, is there something bad going on? Because, um, you know, that would, that would tell us that something bad's going to happen. Well, I'm looking at the chart. If this is the chart for this year, again, if this is the chart, July 4, 1776, we got, we got a kick-ass chart right now. We got a king of spades long range. We got a ten of spades long range. We're in Saturn with an eight of hearts and queen of spades. We're not suffering here. Uh, if this is actually our chart, um, you know, it, it's not. And even next year, the cards are not bad. Uh, five of spades and king of hearts long range. Uh, ten and queen of hearts and Saturn with eight of diamonds. So if this is our chart, and again, I don't know that it is. Uh, we're doing okay. Okay, so just want to say a little bit about this Pluto return and clarify that for you. Some of you might have been hearing about it and realizing how how everybody's so like freaked out about it. You know, most people do not understand. They don't understand astrology, and they go out and write stuff and publish stuff. And there are some good astrologers out there, but there's a lot of really hokey ones. That really should not be talking about it because they don't really know what they're talking about. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. So uh, let's talk a little bit about creating your own life, like creating an ideal life for yourself. Well, it turns out that all of us really, like this is this is what I've come to after living 60, over 65 years and having done all kinds of things, I've come to the conclusion that everybody was meant to really get everything that they want out of life. Okay. Um, so like, if you're not, if your life isn't really, really good uh, in most ways, then you're probably not using your power correctly. You're not um, applying yourself to your life. Now there are, there are some of us who have tremendous negative karma to live through and there's for those people, they just have to go through that. They have to just go through like a really unhappy existence for a long period of time. I don't know if you all remember last time I talked about, you know, near-death experiences that people have. And I watched one just the other night. And it was this girl who she was in a really abusive family she was a uh, an orphan who got taken in by a couple who were extremely abusive they would i think there was sexual abuse too but the 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 mother would choke her until she died and then bring her back to life so she had in her childhood she had three near death experiences and she was getting horribly abused in this family. And each time the guides, uh, she went to the other side and she was, she was feeling super loved and, and, you know, extremely happy and knowledgeable about everything. And each time they said, well, you can stay here if you want, you don't have to go back. And she chose to go back three times because she knew there was something that she had to learn from that. There was something that she had to, she had to experience that to learn something. Even though she knew she was going back to this horrible abuse, she chose to go back to that. So there are some of us who have particular karmas that we're going to have to really have a hard, hard time in our life. It might not be in every area. It might just be in some areas, but there's a lot of us that have that. I mean, I look at my chart and I have, you know, at 68 years old, I have had no health problems, but I have had continual problems with my teeth. <laughs> and I was told once a long time ago uh, that there's an aspect of my chart. And this woman told me, and she was a wise woman. I wish I had kept in touch with her because she knew some stuff that I didn't know. But she said, oh, you have this in your chart. Well, you had the power of life or death over other people. Um, you know, in, in a former lifetime. And what I got out of it was that 
I think I must have been in a very powerful position in a past life. And I just knocked someone's teeth completely out, had them knocked completely out. And I, that's, that, it seems like that would be a fitting thing that would create this karma of Mars versus Saturn in my chart, which often points to teeth problems. And I've had lots of those. Yeah, these NDEs are actually on um, YouTube. There's, there's lots of them. Over, over 20 million people in the U.S. alone have had near-death experiences. And there's hundreds, if not thousands, of videos on YouTube about people all over the world who've had near-death experiences. Um, so, you, you know, I've been watching them. I find some of them really, really interesting, especially the ones where somebody goes and over and they have all kinds of questions, really interesting questions. A lot of people see the, the, the history, they see the future when they go over there um, and they come back with messages about what the future is gonna bring and different things. And I find all that very interesting. Yeah. Okay, hold on, we got a couple of new people just came in. So now for the rest of us, we have this option to create a life the way we wanted it. Okay, we're not stuck in the life that we have. And, you know, I talk a lot about this in the cards, like at age 52 is the critical year when it's a, such a blessed year that if we don't open up and allow something good, something that's meant to be good in our life, if we don't let, allow that to happen, we probably never will after that. Um, and a lot of people die at age 52. They just seem to. My best friend, his father died at 52, and he had a choice of life or death when he was 52. He had a heart operation, and he could have died, and, but he chose to live. And he's still alive today. But he, you know, with his father having died the same year, there was a strong pull for him to die that year. That's, uh, that's, that's very strong, this family loyalty. Sometimes a relative dying at a certain age will cause us to want to unconsciously to want to die then too, whether it was a parent or somebody else, okay? But one of the most, one of the first things that has to happen before you can really choose a life that you really want is you've got to handle your relationship with money so that you become a person who has rather than a person who needs and wants, okay? Because if you don't do that, then you're, you don't have the freedom. You don't have the freedom to make that choice. So it's not like I'm gonna go into a whole dissertation tonight about how to overcome the money thing. I just wanna say enough to let you know that if you haven't, if you're still making decisions in your life based on um, a, a sense of lack in your life, material lack, if you're still making choices in your life based on your financial lack in your life, you're not making good choices and you're gonna be unhappy. You're gonna, you're gonna end up in a situation that's worse than the one you're in now. So each of us has this obligation. And by the way, overcoming the financial thing is the easiest of all of the spiritual challenges that as far as I'm concerned, in my experience, uh, overcoming financial, a sense of financial lack is the easiest one to overcome. Now, keep in mind, some people are born with a strong sense of prosperity and don't need uh, to do that. My son, my oldest son has Jupiter and Venus, both in his house of money and his son. He has all three of the best planets in the house of money. I have Saturn in the house of money. I was born with Saturn in the house of money. So you can see that I, I grew up in lack. He grew up in abundance. He doesn't have that issue at all. I'm glad, I'm glad for him that he doesn't have that. Um, but you know, it, it's still, even if you have that like I do, it's something that you can heal in yourself. You can transform that so that you have money, so that money follows you. Once you accomplish that, it won't matter what you do. Your money will always show up for you. Like it'll always be there. Once you have tilted the scales into your favor as being a person who has money rather than a person who needs money, 
and wants money. Once you become this person that has money, it, that your subconscious mind just keeps on fulfilling that for you. Now, so just, just you know, ask yourself if you are in a place in your life where you, um, you have or you have not, you know, you know, either you have or have not. Okay. So if you're still in the have not, it's not too late to work on this, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm an Ace of Diamonds, you know, Diana and you know, you know, Ace of Diamonds, I, I always looked at being an Ace of Diamonds being, oh, it's so cool being an Ace of Diamonds because it gives me all this ambition and it gives me all this, um, you know, passion to do stuff. But I discovered, <laughs> I discovered later in life that the Ace of Diamonds often represents a sense of lack, like I don't have enough money. And that's hiding underneath all this passion and activity of the ace of diamonds and they're not doing so much stuff you know and it i didn't see that for so long i didn't see that for so so long that this ace of diamonds was a sense of lack that was going on you know i was looking at other cards like my three of diamonds first karma card and other seven of clubs and saturn other cards in my spread and i i forgot about the ace of diamonds altogether so I've written a book called The Big Money Book, for those of you who don't know. It's on my website. Um, and it's everything I learned that actually works on how to transform your relationship with money so that you become a have person. And it's once you understand, like it took me a long time. It took me over 10 years to, once I realized I had a problem with money, which took me a long time just to realize that I had a big issue with money. It took me about 10 years to find information that was actually real about it, like the real key to money, okay? And once I learned it, once I understood how it worked really well, then I just put it into practice and I knew that it was gonna work. Like I just, yeah, I got it. This is how it works. This is how it works. So <clears throat> I practiced every day and I'll never forget. There was a day, I don't know, it was a year or two years after that, that I woke up one morning and a voice just like in my head said, you're never going to have a money problem again the rest of your life. It's like that. Boom. And it wasn't because anything happened that day before or that day. It was just, I had tipped the scales into my favor for the first time, you know? So each of us has a responsibility. And it's again, it's not the hardest thing to do to overcome any sense of lack in our life so that we can then choose the life that we really want, okay? Then we can choose where we wanna live, what kind of work we wanna do. It, it all becomes more of a like, not what I have to do, but what, what really feels like good to do now? What feels like, what feels loving? What feels fun? What feels natural? What's good? You know, it's like that. Um, so you can have this moment too in your life where you wake up and you realize you're never going to have a money issue the rest of your life. So that's not an issue. So I used to I used to tell my clients this. Uh, this was a long time ago, but I used to say, if you had a magic wand and you woke up tomorrow morning and you could create as much money as you want, I mean millions, whatever you think, you know, and you could be living anywhere you want, and you'd have anything you want on the material plane. What would you choose to do? What would you choose to do with your life? How would you live your day? What would you do? Would you just go shopping? I'm talking about after you've gone shopping and you bought everything there was that you could possibly think to buy. <clears throat> um, so if you looked at life like that way, you know, looked at life like, okay, maybe I do, maybe the universe is there to give me everything I want. 
So maybe I can choose just to do whatever I really think is fun, easy, natural, enjoyable to do, you know? And, you know, like I'm getting into music right now, <clears throat> recording music and so forth. And, you know, I'm probably going to make money at it eventually. Uh, it's not my main motivation. I don't need money. But, I, you know, if, if I do make any money, it'll be because I did something that was enjoyable to a lot of people. And that would be the point of making the music was to entertain people, you know. It doesn't matter what card you are, Omega. Uh, everybody can transform their um, their prosperity if they understand how it works and put it into practice. And the book, the Big Money book, tells you exactly what that is, what to do. There's a, some simple exercises. By the way, <clears throat> I want to say that you know affirmations. There were so many books on affirmations back in the '80s. I remember it was a big deal, you know. Affirmations don't really work. They don't work. Uh, not when you're sitting there like, um, I am surrounded by $1,000 bills. <laughs> I see money stuck to my body. I see my pants overflowing with money. That stuff does not work because your mind is going, that's bullshit. <laughs> As you're saying it, your mind's going, I'm sitting there saying some total bullshit. <laughs> So that stuff just doesn't work, okay? It doesn't work. So there is an affirmation in my book that is completely different, and you'll see why when you read it, why it actually works, <laughs> okay? But if you've read reading any of these books that talk about affirmations on how to get money, just don't waste your money or your time. It's going to be a waste of time. One of the good books on money that I discovered it's called, it's by Stuart Wilde. It's called The Trick to Money is Having Some. The Trick to Money is Having Some. And he has some really good stuff in there, which I put into practice in my own life. Uh, but the title of the book tells you everything. It's, it's learning to be a have person as opposed to a have not. You know, it's like they say in the Bible, you know, to those that have, more will be given. To those that have not, more will be taken away. It's as simple as that. It's a law of nature. Once you understand how it works, you can then use that to your advantage, okay? And then you can choose this life that you want to have. And the same thing applies in relationships too. Um, I, I have discovered that everybody, I mean, I've had such poor karma in the area of, both money and relationship, okay? And I'm convinced now that everybody can have the relationship of their dreams as well, okay? And it can be exactly as you want it. Um, and there's a trick to that too, and that is you have to get really clear about what it is you want. And you have to be okay wanting it. You have to be okay having that. You have to feel like it's okay for you to have that uh, and that you don't have any other parts of yourself that are saying no to it inside. So, you know, it's, 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 it's an inside, it's, a, it's an inside job, right? This whole path in life is an inside job. We have to go inside and see what's going on there. What parts of ourselves are saying yes to this and what parts are saying no to this, right? In our life. Okay. Believe it or not, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I had a, a client last week who was a five, I forget, five of diamonds. And, you know, she had a relationship with a guy that was like still married. <laughs> it's, it's so classic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to talk about the Joker, Ebony. I apologize, but you'll have to just read what I've written about it. Uh, they can be any card in the deck, okay? That's 1231. So typical five, she had a relationship. She was in love with a man that she couldn't have. And I could not get her to see it. I could not convince her to see 
that she didn't really want a relationship, which is why she was attracted to this guy that was unavailable. But I, I think that she'll hear it on the recording and later she'll, she'll figure it out and she'll get it, you know, she'll get it. But in the area of relationship, if you get so clear what your heart really wants, what makes you happy in a relationship, what kind of person it would be, even down to the, even down to like really mundane physical characteristics. If they're important to you, they're important to you. I had a client once, he had to have a blonde wife. <laughs> I've never even, I've always been attracted to uh, uh, brunettes myself, but I have had a relationship with a blonde also at one point. And I mean, it doesn't matter to me, but for him, it was very important. She had to be blonde. And he finally found somebody that was blonde. I mean, whatever it is, like whatever you really love in your life, you should have it. It's the way the universe is made. It's made to be like that. It's made to give us everything that we want. So number one, handle the money thing first. You got to do that first. That's the foundation of everything else. Get the money thing handled so that you, whatever you choose to do, money will be there. It will just show up. And then the work that you do, whatever you decide to do, whatever contribution you decide to give to other people's lives, it will be rewarded in kind with money or whatever. And you will be uh, prosperous in your life. And money will just flow to you. That's how it works, guys. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to take a short break. I'm not playing any of my new music tonight. I'm just going to play some old stuff that I did just for the fun of it. And when we come back, well, you guys can raise your hand in a few minutes. And we're going to open up for questions and answers. All right. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Let's do flying. This is one of my favorites.
Well, thank you for your compliments on the music. I'm glad you like it. I, I kind of like those tunes that came out way back then. They're, they're pretty old. I think they're about over 10 years old. But I still like to use them on these shows because they're nice and, and easy to get to. Okay, so <clears throat> if you'd like to share or ask a question, all you have to do is raise your hand uh, at this point, and I will call on you. Okay, doke. So we got we got Rav Dada. We are, Hi, Robert. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Sorry to hear that you're not feeling well, but I hope you do feel better soon. Well, thank you. So, talking about money, I was wondering if you could perhaps take a look at my um, cards. I did go over them. Um, I'm going to be going to arbitration soon. I have a, uh, a lawsuit against my former employer. And I think I uh, listened to one of your podcasts and you mentioned the eight of diamonds and also the 10 of diamonds. Those are money cards. I didn't see them in my birth card or planetary, but I did see them in my decanate card. What's your birthday? Uh, June 21st, 1972. And are you a cancer? I was or, just wondering. Gemini. Yeah, we we talked about that. I'm on the cusp, and then which um, one are you? Which perhaps one are you? which one are you? I, I guess Gemini. You're not both, so you have to pick one. <laughs> okay. Oh, Gemini. Gemini. Okay. Okay. So you being the third decanate of Gemini which would mean that that would be Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. So you would also be a two of diamonds. Is that what you got? No, it's the four of clubs, right? I think we did that. We... If you are a Gemini, you're a nine of clubs, nine of spades, and it would be yep. oh, four of clubs. That's right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so you're in a legal thing with somebody? Yes, and it should be going through arbitration June, July, August of this year. Okay, so that's in your next that's in your next year. That takes us to after your birthday. Right. So you have really good cards in your Venus period. You have a King of Spades and you have a Two of Diamonds in your Venus period. Those are good, you know. Uh, that's oh, in okay. August. That's in August. You have good cards in Mercury too. So if it if it oh. if it concludes in those periods, it's probably going to go in your favor. But you also have some pretty good cards in your Mars period. You have an Eight of Diamonds in Mars. So you know you do have a, a Seven of Clubs, which could mean that you encounter a situation that you have to rethink it and look at it differently. You know. If yeah, it, I did see it, that. It, I did see if, that. If it goes all the way to October, you may have to really, um, a situation will come up where you have to look at it differently in order for it to be resolved correctly. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thanks. All right. Okay, Teresa. What did Hi, I Robert. just do? Yeah, there, thanks. There, there you are. <laughs> you. Um, thanks for this talk tonight about money. I was, um, that's what I was thinking about. Uh, so I'm looking, I'm an eight of hearts and I've always made money, even though I'm a reg registered nurse and I do astrology, I've always made money in real estate in the stock market. Since I was 19, I've invested and I, just magically somehow do well. And so I just have this hankering now to get back involved into real estate. And I, that's what I've been doing all day today is looking at um, back in Vancouver, BC, where the market's pretty hot and renoing, buying a place and renoing it. And do you see this year as a good time? I see there's a lot of fives in my Jupiter there's a property I've been looking at for about a month and a half. And um, I'm just wondering if um, 
this is, you know, this will play out because I really like uh, developing and building. I've done it about four or five times and they've all worked out, but it's because I trained like in the humanities, it's kind of weird to go into this building area. What's your birthday again, Teresa? Uh, October 27th, 1959. Okay. Let's have a look. Well, you have some uh, good, uh, you have some good planets in the Neptune period. You got some money, money cards, ten of diamonds and seven of diamonds in Neptune. You have an eight of diamonds in Uranus. So, well, I the guy that would help me do the Reno, he's actually an eight of diamonds guy. He's, um, mm -hmm. you know, I want someone I can rely on because I live about five hours away from where I'm going to buy this place. Yeah. And what I would do is my last place I sold to a movie company and um, Kelly Osborne, who's born the same day as mine, moved into my um, uh, kind of cool place that I made. And so I'm thinking about making a really great place and maybe renting it out to the movie companies. Um, that's kind of the idea. But um, I'm just seeing if I, I've kept my eye for a couple of months on this property and I'm just wondering. Well, okay. So let's just, let's just back up a little bit. Okay. So you've had really good luck with real estate up until now, right? Yep. Okay. That's not going to change. Okay. So this is not really a question here. <laughs> That's not going to change. You may have an up or down here or there, but I don't see any cards here that indicate any downs for you. Well, my and Mars kind of sucks right now. Like, so I'm not sure if I should be moving, you know, wait till my Jupiter and hope this, this property is, it's actually a court ordered sale and it's just a dump, but I can really see potential in it. And um, I'm just, you know, this Mars period is looking a bit sketchy right now. Well, you have a nine of spades in Mars right now. Mm. That's, that's not necessarily a fun card to have, but that's just a temporary situation, whatever it is, you know, it's not, it's not something that should uh, really change your overall plan about anything. Okay. And I see all those five of diamonds or, or, or sorry, there, there's a bunch of fives in my Jupiter and there's actually some five underlying cards in Mars. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm happy where I'm living right now, but I, if I buy the place in Vancouver, I'd be driving back and forth and that's what the fives would be looking in the Jupiter period there. Well, fives in Jupiter are always good. Okay. You know, for Jupiter is good for always good. It's always good. Okay. So, you know, if you're, if you're traveling, you're probably making money while you're traveling. Ah, right. Okay. In Jupiter, you know, so that's, okay. I mean, it's a great card for a traveling salesman or something, somebody who's traveling in relationship to their work. It's a great, it's a great cards to have. Well, I guess building a plate, like, renoing a place in a place five hours away from where I live would be considered like a yeah you'll probably have to go back and forth a lot to manage it okay yes exactly that's exactly right yeah so you know I mean if you if you're used to being successful in something there unless you see something really outstanding that's saying opposite why would there be any change you know there's no reason for that to be different the cards aren't aren't conveying anything different so, well, I'm just always surprised that I do well, like in that, like, I just, I'm surprised that, I mean, if I knew about these cards when I was younger, I would have gotten into real estate sooner, Uh huh. you know, and just yeah. it, like, it's I, kind of surprising. I think everybody thinks they should have gotten into real estate sooner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So no, no uh, red flags anywhere. I mean, property values here are, have almost doubled where we live in the last two years. Oh, it's in where I am. It's nuts. Yeah. So um, people can't even afford to live here anymore because the rents have gone up so much that people that used to live here or wanted to live here can no longer afford the rents. Well, I like listening to you a few um, podcasts ago, you were talking about, you know, getting your money out of paper and getting it into real estate. And I've taken that to heart. So this is one of the reasons I'm, yeah. Not just, I'm not putting it on your shoulders, but they're my shoulders too, right? Like I'm, no. I want it out of paper and into land. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. 
I've had a lot of clients lately and I have no idea why it, it's, but I've had a lot, many clients lately who had really bad aspects coming up for stocks and investing, not real estate, but investments like speculative things like stocks and bonds and things of that nature. So I've been telling them you should need to get out of this, the Bitcoin and all that stuff, you know, and, and maybe it's because there's going to be a big crash. This whole Ukraine thing could definitely mm -hmm. cause a big market crash. So we'll have to see. I don't have any money now in investments, just uh, oh, okay. myself. And I'm, I feel quite good about that. You know, well, I'm going to get, get myself there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay, Jakara. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm well. Um, I'm really not even sure how to ask this question. I think I'm just trying to find my way. You were spot on with everything you're saying. So I'm really just trying to find the best way that um, I can serve people because I know that that is ultimately what leads to financial abundance um it, it will not lead to financial abundance if you still have a a, a a bad relationship with money on the inside okay doing it has it, this is something this is good for everybody to hear this by the way like being a good person does not bring you money okay Okay, so yeah. I guess it's, it has so nothing to do with whether you're a good person or not. Uh, there's plenty of people that are really bad, horrible people, but they have lots of money because they don't have this block internally around money. Okay, I see what you're saying. I guess I was saying less about just like being a good person, but more of like how to solve a large number of problems uh, for people. You know well, what I mean? You know, it, it should go, it should, what should lead you to what you're going to do is, it's what you love. But what if you love more than one thing or you're talented at more than one thing? How well, do you? You can be like me and have them all go on the same, contribute to a common goal, have all those different uh, skills and abilities contribute to a common goal. Like, you know, like uh, I'm a musician, right? I'm doing a show here and I'm using my own music for the show. You follow me? Music that I took the time to create, I'm using on the show. That's an example. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And that's what happened when I got started in this. I thought, wow, everything I've ever learned, everything that I've ever done in my past, I can use all of that in this work with the cards, my computer skills, my writing skills, my teaching skills, it all came together. And I don't, I get bored very easily. So I have to switch from one thing to the other. See? You just make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, it's, it's only hard until we really kind of figure out what it is we really want. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not inherently hard. It's just that life, just for some reason, it takes us a while to figure out what it is that's most important to us in life. Okay. But okay. I can tell you that you don't have to be a good person to have good, to have a lot of money. So, you know, yeah. it can, it can just be something you love to do. One a wise man once told me, he says, I asked him, well, how do you pick the work that you're going to do in your life? And he said, Ask yourself, what's the one most important thing that you want in your life? And then give that to other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I guess, too, also just, I'm just wondering, like, how does that, Cohen, how does that correlate with, like, your card? So my card is seven of spades. So it just basically says like everything I, or from my understanding, I should say that 
you know, the things that I'm doing in my life, it ultimately needs to be of a higher um, intention. Well, can you help it? I mean, can you not do anything? Can you do stuff with a lower intention? Does that work? Do you actually do that? Do you do you go out there and do lower intention stuff? Good point. Okay, well, well made. Okay. <laughs> Thank Are you, you out there like Robin Banks or anything? Anything we should know about? <laughs> that was last week, but this week I'm good. So oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> Great talking to you, Jakar. Bye bye. Okay, we we okay. We have a little bit more time, Tanisha. Are you there, Tanisha? Where'd you go? Yeah, sorry, I'm here. I didn't have my mic on. Oh, okay, there we go. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to talk to you today. Um, I've been a student of yours by way of your books for many, many years now, over 15 years. I would say I have the oh, Destiny wow. cards, Love cards, the Big Money book, and <laughs> a couple of other books on the cards. Um, and I also went to your home when you lived in Concord, California, and you had a, a session there. So uh-huh, that class. was you came to one yeah. of my classes. I went that's, to one of your classes, and I still awesome. got the printout from the class. Yes. That's so cool. um, um, today I'm calling because I have a relationship question, or I just want I need some guidance on that. Um, Okay. I am a eight. I'm a eight of diamonds and a three of hearts. Gotcha. So I'm born on October the first, nineteen seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton's birthday. Oh, I love Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a Taurus, I thought. Uh, yeah, but he's the same cards. Oh, same cards. Okay, yeah. So I had a boyfriend one time who was the, a Taurus. Cam Newton's birthday as a Taurus. So, speaking of Taurus, <laughs> um. I'm currently married to a Scorpio and he is a eight of clubs and we are having relationship problems. And I don't know if I should stay with him or not uh-huh. because it's just getting very disrespectful and I am shutting down. So, yeah. Yeah. So how long has this been going on? How long have you been married? I've been married for two years, but I've been with him for 10 years this year. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty long time. It is. It's and a long just, time. Has it just gotten worse recently? It's gotten worse recently. Hmm. I wonder what's going on for him that he's becoming more difficult. Is he having some hard time about something? Is he not being... Does he have a job? Does he feel contented in his work? Just curious. He has a job, but I don't know if he feels content in his work in terms of like him doing what he loves or what he has a passion for. Right. I'm kind of like the opposite where I have like the other caller multi-talented and, and different things going on. So mm-hmm. I need to be like you in terms of, okay, putting everything together as, as one thing that I filter all of my talents through which I'm coming I'm coming up with that now how to do that sure um, but I just feel like I'm getting stuck because the relationship is kind of feeling like it's in limbo and um, that makes it kind of difficult to pursue these other things that I want to do or I want to build so well, yeah, it's kind of like the foundation of your life. So if it's not really, if it's not really stable, you feel like you're, you don't know what's going to happen next. So you hard to make plans for the future. Yes. And I'm, and that's unfortunate because my cards are really good this year. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, this man very well, you've been with him a long time. Um, I don't know if I don't know what kind of communication you guys have, if you have any. Like a lot of a lot of women I've met, they're in a relationship with a man that does not communicate at all. You know, just no communication. It's common. It's, it's common for women to have that. 
And I just don't I know. would rather no communication than the type of communication that's that's taking place. Okay. Well, that's that <laughs> yeah. uh, when when it's just arguing and stuff, it's not communication. Okay. You know, that's just like blaming each other for stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all the time is. So if that's what's going on, then you know, so you're you're probably gonna have to let him go, you know, or let this relationship go. I mean, you can say, hey, listen, I want this to work, but I can't take this. And if you if you're willing to get counseling with me, we might be able to work this out. But if you're not, we gotta just call it call it. Okay. I mean, it's just a logical thing to do. Yeah, you know? I was looking into counselors today. So yeah. Um as Cal- like like what you're saying as like a last ditch effort because well, yeah, but you know, if he's one of these guys that's just not going to do counseling, you, know, you don't know that yet. Maybe he will. If he's willing to do counseling, if he realizes you're really serious and you're ready to leave, then that might help him wake up a little bit and want to do it. You have to be really clear that what your boundaries are. You know, you have to say this is this is this is not acceptable and it has to change and I'm willing to work on it with you. Um, but I, I can't just let this go anymore. You know, you got to be clear in a loving way what your boundaries are and, and be ready to back them up with action if he doesn't respond appropriately. I mean, how much time do you have to waste? You know what I mean? Right. How much of your life are you going to waste waiting for, for whatever? Doesn't sound not too, you, you don't not sound too like, much more. <laughs> you don't sound like somebody who would do that. So <laughs> you sound right. like you're pretty clear. So you know, just let him yeah, know. I'm just saying, you're know. saying all the key words. I did realize this week, okay, I have to set boundaries because that's where I'm weak. I'm not setting the right boundaries or setting bound clear boundaries. Yeah. And so that's where I'm yeah, at with you it. You gotta let him know that this this is not not acceptable, not appropriate, not acceptable. And you're not going to tolerate it, you know. And if he gets whatever he gets about it, uh, tell him to take it to take it out of the room, go somewhere else with it, you know. Go take your anger somewhere else. I don't know what you're angry about, but go fight with some somebody else somewhere else. It's not my fight. Yes. Okay. It's hard. Relationships are the hardest thing. Yes, they are. They are very hard. But I don't think they they have to be. I just no. I just they, think it's this is requiring action. Yeah, but yeah, if you're in a situation that's turning into like verbal abuse and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's, it's not good. Right. Okay, well thanks for the confirmation. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good evening. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I'm going to take one more person here. Then I'm going to go back to bed because, uh, as I as I said earlier, I have COVID. <laughs> okay, Nicole, are you there? I am. Thanks, Robert. You're welcome. Um, wow. I, yeah, I hope that you feel better soon. Um, so my birthday is August first, nineteen eighty-one. Queen of Diamonds, like you. Okay. Um, Leo, of course. Um, mm-hmm. and. You know, my question is about five of diamonds as kind of what I feel like I've discovered is like my shadow card. And I'm saying that because of these lessons that I'm in the process of learning with people in my life. So my father is a queen of diamonds, five of diamonds. His birthday was yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. He's in the hospital with, um, you know, he had a stroke um, and just every day is different since, since, um, since Wednesday, when we found out um, that he was there. Um, and, you know, February 13th, 1955 for him. Um, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, whatever, if you want to comment on the prognosis or anything like that, but from my perspective, I'm, I'm dating this ace of diamonds, five of diamonds. And, you know, all of this has taught me so much. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's hard for me to think that we'll get this far 
and my ace of diamonds will not be able to meet my father. Uh, and, and, and I, and I'd love to get your perspective. Well, what is it you want my perspective about, about your boyfriend or about your father? I think if, I think, you know, if we start with my boyfriend, that'll, that'll, that'll help. Well, that's, that's a kind of an unmarriageable birthday, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's I mean, a he's journey. Moon to, he's moon to you, but um, he's also your Uranus card. So um, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the first choice for a relationship. Like if I was your counselor and I was saying, you know, you just met this guy, I would say, I wouldn't recommend this. <laughs> But, it's I mean, been you're a roller coaster. You you would have yeah. been right for sure. Well, yeah. you know, roller coaster because he's a he's a uh, five of diamonds. People are are living roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> their whole their life is erratic. Their life is unstable. And if you like that, if if you find that to be entertaining or fun, that's great. But it could really be detrimental to like stability and to contentment and feeling safe in a relationship and all those things. Right. Right. That's, and, that's been the, oh, go ahead. And you probably remind him of his mother. Okay. Can you say more about that? That's definitely well, been- the, the ace of diamonds has a queen of diamonds in their mercury, which means they have a strong, powerful mother. And here you are a queen of diamonds. So you could be the reminder to him of his mother, which he loves and hates. Right. She passed right before we met. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's what he, you know, it's what he, it's the way he regarded her is is the way he relates to all women now. You understand? But especially somebody that's the same birthday or same, that it's the same card, a queen of diamonds. That's, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's moon to you. So the part of you feels very nurtured by him. But then he's Uranus, so you'll be always doing something unexpected, you know? Always. Like, I, I've never seen, I've only seen one couple that had a strong Uranus connection like that stay together. And they eventually broke up, but after a long time, because they basically live separate lives. Okay. It only worked when they were basically living separate lives. They were together once in a while, but they were gone. They were mostly on their own. Because it's that way, Uranus is like no attachment, no attachment, no expectations. Right, no, yeah. Well, and do you think that a shadow card is a thing? Like, I feel like in a way that is me. I don't necessarily, you know, we broke up because he was spending kind of too much time in my little apartment and we couldn't really buy or select a bigger place to live together fast enough. Um, So I wonder if, you know, uh, recognizing that part of myself is, is you know maybe the lesson of the relationship the purpose of a relationship well you are uh queen of diamonds and you're probably in the second decanate of leo so you're probably a nine of hearts also august uh, first se- second card. first decanate no you're in the that's that might be the second decanate i don't know is it first decanate in your book yeah the first how, how many degrees is your son do you know I want to say 10. Yeah. So if you're 10, you're in the second decade. Okay. Okay. I think I, so, I think it was 10. So um, that would, so that would, that would mean you have a nine of hearts as a ruler. So you're Saturn to the ace of diamonds, number one. Yes. He's, he's Venus to you from your nine of hearts to the five of diamonds, but you're Saturn to him. This is not uh, a relationship, happy ever after relationship. This is like a relationship of growth and challenges and for you to get clear about what you really love and want. You know, and I I won't take any more time, but, you know, being with him after being married to a nine of hearts, Jack of spades, a Jack of clubs, my Pluto, um, and just uh, the woman that spoke before me, girl, get your, reclaim your time, (laughs) you know, by counseling, (laughs) but, you know, just get it going um, and move on to the next chapter. Um, you know, we always, yeah. we pick these people, we pick them because there's yeah. something important to us. This is not a good relationship, but I don't think you could pick a really good one just yet. I think you will eventually, once you really see what you want and don't want, 
you'll narrow it down and you'll finally pick somebody that you're really compatible with. Compatible, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, you know. uh, I, I just, as we're all, as we've talked about pinnacles so much or diamonds, just want to share this brief quote that I learned from a tarot reader yesterday. We are floating on a rock in space with a moon that circles our planet that controls the water. This place is magic. We are energies that are in physical bodies having a lucid dream. We are magic. And I think that the journey of the diamonds is to really, you know, um, accept our relationship that we've come here to earth. Well, thank you. That's a beautiful do. quote. We appreciate that. Thank you so much, Robert. Yeah. Love have a great, book. have a great evening. You. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Bye. All right, guys, I would stick around, but I'm a little bit tired. And as I said before, <laughs> I don't want to say it again. I'm, I'm a little sick. Okay. So I'm going to go to bed. And thank you all for being here. And I will have another show, though, in a couple of weeks. So pay, stay tuned and come back. Love you all. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome.